Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. to episode number 38 of the Energetic Education Podcast. And as always, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to what we're producing. Now, today's episode is one that I've been thinking about for a while, and it's this book that I read at the start of the year called The Go-Giver. Now, I wanted to go through this and talk about how you could use it in a school setting and why everybody should just really read this book. And then I thought, why don't I get the two people that recommended this book to actually do the interview with me? So today, you're really fortunate. Not only get do you get to hear my voice, but you also get to hear Tim and James, both from Free Agency Teaching, who actually introduced me to this book. Now, this book is a little piece of gold. Now, it can be used in our teaching, it can be for students, for teachers, but overall, we just think everybody should take three hours out of their life and read this book. So hopefully today's summary the book and some feedback on how it sort of changed our outlook on life and the way we approach things will make you want to do this. James, Tim, thanks for joining me today, guys. How are we both? Morning, Dale. Well, thank you. Well, very well. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us. Not a problem. Now, um, we wanted to share something special that's happened in Australia today. Tim, what would what's happened today? We got to vote yes and it got passed. The vote, seven million people can't be wrong. It's a very historic day. We'll never forget this day and I think it's uh, good for Australia going forward and uh, yeah good for the LGBTI community so yeah we're, we're ex- uh, ecstatic at the result. Yeah, very good now um, I always like to get a little bit of a background on my guests and just so you can explain to the listeners I think a podcast is a really good way uh, that you can't do in, like an Instagram post or Facebook or email or anything like that so Tim just give a little bit of a background on where you've grown up and schooling and teaching and stuff like that mate. Yep so I grew up uh, country Victoria um, a place called Shepparton I went to school at a private school, um, spent some time in the Northern Territory before that, went to uni in Bendigo at La Trobe and a shout out to La Trobe University, a fantastic institution. Um, Left university, I taught for a couple of years and then found myself working for a holiday program company and then uh, further to that, moved into business. Yeah, really good. And uh, James, what about yourself, mate? Yeah, so I grew up in Hampton, which is right smack bang in the middle of Melbourne. Um, obviously went through primary and high school and then on to uni, I did exercise science at uni uh, and then I moved into PE teaching. So I did that for a period and met Tim working at a holiday program So and that's how we met and that's what we've, uh, we've then formed a business based on supplying uh, teachers to schools. Yeah, so you've just mentioned that. You've obviously started together and found a good connection and now you've started a really good teaching agency that's uh, doing wonderful things in free agency in Melbourne. So um, how long in the process was that idea before you actually created what you've got now? So James and I uh, started discussing both wanting to be in business. We probably talked about it for about a week that we both had uh, an interest in business we decided that we would uh, get together and um, and have a have a drink and discuss uh, if there was an opportunity for us to, to do something together. We sat there for a couple of hours um, and came up with the idea that we wanted to do a teaching agency. There was absolutely shocking business ideas that we thought of, um, <laughs> and we look back now and laugh that we thought we could pull that off. Um, but we're really happy that we made that decision. Um, further to that, we then went down two days later um, and sat for another few hours and brainstormed it and then I think it was probably 
I'll throw to you, James, probably eight months that we were working on the business. Yeah, I reckon we, we built it up for eight months, worked out exactly what we wanted to do, uh, and then sort of kicked off at the start of 2015. So coming up to the end of the third year now, and it's all going really well. Yeah, and uh, I've been lucky enough to do a little bit of work with you guys. It's all going really well. Yeah, and uh, I've been lucky enough to do a little bit of work with you guys and really impressed with what you've done so far. And I suppose not only did I want to share your little journey because I think it's really important for people with goals and little dreams out there to see what you can actually achieve over a couple of little chats, but also catching up at the start of the year, I was lucky to have a coffee with you both. And at the end of our meeting, you both said to me, Dale, there's this book that you need to read. It's called The Go-Giver. Now... That book has changed the way I look at things, and you said it would. Um, how did you both get your hands on The Go-Giver? So The Go-Giver was given to me when I moved out of teaching um, and into private business. I started working for a company called Team Holiday, and the director there, owner Sam Ho, very passionate guy, said to me, have a read of this book, Tim. Um, I think you already do a lot of this, but have a read. You, you can't go wrong. So I was given it by my former employer, um, and yeah, as you said, Dale, it's a life changer and I wouldn't look back. I then, you then gave it to me um, and then we, we spoke to Sam. We actually bought a couple of copies and we handed it around the office. Um, so there's probably, where we used to work, probably 15 people read the book uh, and it's just fantastic, isn't it? Mm. And I suppose that, do you now, well, I was just actually in the toilet of you, Tim, and as we are coming out to do this podcast, some random was in the toilet and you said, hey, mate, have you heard of this book? Now, do you make a habit of, like, speaking to anyone about this book? Is that just how passionate you are about The Go-Giver? So I'll just clarify, I don't normally talk to people in the toilets, but I had the book in my hand and he noticed the book there and said to me, oh, what's this book about? Um, I talk about The Go-Giver on any given occasion. Anyone who I speak to about business or about life or about why something happened or reasons behind things, I say to them, have a read of this book and it might give you a bit of an explanation as to, to why and how and, uh, and the reasons behind things and the world and the universe and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, so the guy is, is hopefully going to go and read that book, but yep. he, he seemed interested, um, even though, yeah, we were in the foyer of the toilets. Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have read it if it wasn't for your passion telling me about it and then I've then told plenty of people about it as well so it's sold millions of copies it's an extremely popular book so yeah. there's plenty of people out there that have got it and I think the the big thing that appealed to me was not only the passion that you both told me about this book but it's also quite little so for me simple I, read yeah simple read and I don't have the biggest attention span so to actually sit down and read I think I read it in about two and a half three hours so that sort of shows how much I was into it and the why I love this book as well and I talk about this a lot but I love listening and learning through story so this whole book is about a story about a certain individual and about his journey um, to finding greatness now in the book that's basically they got their five laws of stratospheric success now you could go on the internet and read up all these and read basically um, a million different reviews because so many people have read this book or what we were hoping to do after we sort of make these laws our own is that you go, right, I'd love to listen and read this book because of what these lads have talked about. So um, we're going to take it in turns here and just talk about the different values and laws in the book. So the first one, Tim, is the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Yeah, absolutely. So this, to me, I think... I'd always been a person that gave a lot and always tried to help people and, and give people more. But to, to define it as the law of value, 
um, really makes made me think like we are adding value. And I suppose an example through our business, through free agency, yes, we supply casual relief teachers to schools across Melbourne, but we're only a small business and we can offer value, real value to schools. We built a barbecue trailer, of all things, a barbecue trailer. We tow it around, we set it up for their fates, we set it up for their functions. It's such a simple thing, but for parents to go and get a gas bottle and have to clean the barbecue, it's a, it's a nightmare for schools, but we can add value to school. We just drop it off, set up the marquees, they cook on it, and it's at no cost to school. It's, it's adding something more to a school, and it, it's such a simple example, and there's so many more examples, but it, it's such a simple thing we've done that has is looked upon so strongly by our schools and really valued by the schools, and it is just a very simple thing to do to help. Yeah, and I must admit, I know doing sausage sizzles, getting those old barbecues out of uh, storage cupboards and things like that, they're pretty average. So yep. for you guys to do something like that, you get nothing in return, yep. but it's providing a real nice service. So I think that's a really good life exa- uh, life example. Uh, now, James, the second... I think it was probably, I'll throw to you, James, probably eight months that we were working on the business. Yeah, I reckon we, we built it up for eight months, worked out exactly what we wanted to do, uh, and then sort of kicked off at the start of 2015. So coming up to the end of the third year now and it's all going really well yeah and uh i've been lucky enough to do a little bit of work with you guys and really impressed with what you've done so far and i suppose not only did i want to share your little journey because i think it's really important for people with goals and little dreams out there to see what you can actually achieve over a couple of little chats but also catching up at the start of the year i was lucky to have a coffee with you both and at the end of our meeting you both said to me dale there's this book that you need to read it's called the go-giver now that book has changed the way I look at things, and you said it would. Um, how did you both get your hands on The Go-Giver? So The Go-Giver was given to me when I moved out of teaching um, and into private business. I started working for a company called Team Holiday, and the director there, owner Sam Ho, very passionate guy, said to me, have a read of this book, Tim. Um, I think you already do a lot of this, but have a read. You, you can't go wrong. So I was given it by my former employer, um, and yeah, as you said, Dale, it's a life change. Just mentioned. Now we're flying through these because uh, obviously people will be able to go through the book themselves. But number three, the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Yeah, so this one's interesting. Um, in life, most of the time, we're so busy worrying about ourselves and what our goals and our objectives are that. We forget to listen. And an example from the book and an example in life is when I'm talking to someone and we're having a meeting, I'm so busy thinking about what I have to say next, thinking about what I'm coming back with, that I fail to listen. I I used to fail to listen to what they had to say. So I think the law of influence um, to encapsulate it is taking the time to listen, whether it be at work or when I go home and speak to my fiance. I want to know how was your day, but... listen to the response and respond to the response rather than just worrying about what you're going to say next or something that you want to tell her. Take the time. Take a deep breath. Give her 10 minutes of your time, 15 minutes of your time, just to listen because every day she wants to talk. Do I listen? Yeah, 98% of the time now I do. Sometimes you're stressed about work, etc., and you don't, but it's really important. And that was probably the, the key thing I took. Out of, the, out of that law of influence is just to listen. Make sure you, you uh, engage with people that take a genuine interest in them. Yeah, and I think that's so true. How often are you out in a social setting or something and 
someone's talking already waiting for a pause so you can say something. Yeah. And I know I constantly used to do that. I'm trying to get better at it. But, you know, I think by listening to this book and reading this book over and over like I have, it just reprograms your mind. So you're like, right, it's not all about you, Dale. And that's something that I've taken away from that. So similar to what you're saying about your fiance, Tim, I couldn't agree more. Um, the fourth law, we've just got two to go, the law of authenticity, the most valuable gift you can you can most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. James. Easy for you to say, mate. When <laughs> <laughs> you just talked all about me. So. Um, it, it really is. So Tim and I, we really we have to be authentic when we're meeting people. So we interview people all the time in our industry. And you have to be authentic and you've got to inspire them to continue their teaching careers, even though they may not have landed a full-time job at the start of their careers. So... We went out to Deakin University recently, um, spoke to a number of their graduates, went from class to class, uh, letting them know that it's not the end of the world if you don't get a full-time job. And you can always come to us and ask us any questions, whatever it may be. So we gave them our email addresses and sort of said, if you've got anything you want to know about the industry, just give us a yell. It doesn't even need to necessarily be teaching related. We're able to help them out in getting work in holiday programs as well as teaching. And we were able to build genuine relationships with people very quickly. And that goes a long way in for our business as well as for the industry because you never know who you're going to run into along the way and, and building relationships is super important. Yeah, but and again, it's not you're not doing that for any particular reason besides you wanting to help these young graduates because... A lot of the time, it is a very scary world, isn't it? So by just offering you that, you probably don't understand the impact you're making on those. Now, final one, guys, the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving, Tim. Yeah, so always been uh, hard for me to take from people. Um, and it wasn't until I read The Go-Giver, like, I'm the type of bloke who will always try and pay for dinner wallet out first to, to buy a, a cold beverage um, at the bar. In, an example of this, I feel like I give a lot, but when someone does something in return, I feel bad about it. You can't but take it. You can't, and I don't want to take it. But I've learnt now that when someone does that for you, they're doing that for you because they genuinely want to do it for you. And that is a nice feeling in itself that someone wants to do that. And recognising that someone does want to do something for me um, it means it's a yeah like it's great it's fantastic it's an enjoyable thing um, to have and to to um, recognize to have and to, to I've found myself in many recognize I've found myself in many coffee shouts with Tim where he's paid me coffee shouts with Tim for the last half a dozen and you're just trying to get him back all the time and you can't yeah where he's paid for the last half a yeah but that's and I suppose I was similar to that and I don't like taking but then you realise that it's a nice thing for doesn't, and you're just trying to get him back. somebody else to do to you, and they want to do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So your your mindset sort of changed from that one law. Absolutely. Yeah. Like all the time, and you can't. Hundred percent. And it, it comes down to giving within family and friends, or giving within the workplace, or um, but just being receptive to, to to receiving as well. I mean, whether it be someone offering you a piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Or whether it be someone offering you a coffee. It, it doesn't matter the value that's, and I suppose, you or the, the price that's put on that item or whatever it is. It's the fact that they're willing to share with you that's the most important thing. And being able to, like we said earlier, listening to others, it's being able to listen to them when they tell you, I want to give you something. 
Yeah, cool. And I suppose I was suppose that that last that last little bit you just mentioned there sort of leads me into my next question. So, since reading the book, boys, what's one of maybe something that's changed? And you know, Timmy just mentioned that you can now you listen to fiance, you um, take like you you're open to receiving and things like that. Maybe have certain things changed, or is it just a little constant reminder like it is for me? daily life with that and I don't like take it certain things you're doing and you're doing them well and certain things you need to work on um I suppose the thing that uh, this book's changed my life and the way I do things and more than anything it's just put into context I knew that I did 99% of this but I didn't understand why I did it and this book put everything into context as to why I suppose the one thing I really take from this book is that 50 50s are losing problem but then you realize position um don't keep sc- I said it's a- don't do things uh, if you're expecting something in return. Do them because you genuinely want to want to help people. And it, the world's an amazing place and things come back around. And it's the, the more you give and the more that you can help, the more that you'll find that uh, eventually, and it might not be recognised straight away, it might not be for six months, it might, might not be for nice thing for some- 10 years, but eventually your kindness and your gratitude towards others will come around. And, um, yeah, so yeah, don't keep score. Yeah, perfect. I like that one. So in the book they talk about genuinely showing an interest uh, in people when you meet them. I always find it funny when you meet people and, and someone says, oh, I'm terrible with names. Well, you're not. You're just choosing not to... That's a great point. You're, just, yeah, you, you, you're absolutely just not choosing to remember their name. So I started, when I meet people, I started writing down their name. As soon as I, as soon as I met them, I'd write them down or, or I began to realise when someone was wearing a name tag, you would be able to remember their name a, a lot easier. And I feel as though when you're building relationships with people, being able to say their name when you're talking to them is so important because they feel as though you genuinely are interested in who they are and what, what they're about. And then if the other thing as a teacher is you get bo- so bogged down with all the little things that happen throughout the day. You know, you've got 30 kids in the classroom. There's all these little things that happen along the way that are really not that important uh, to the grand scheme of things. And so I kind of think about... Don't sweat the small stuff because in the end, all the stuff is just small anyway. And, you know, it's water off a duck's back when, you, when, it gets, when it comes to the end of the day. So forming good relationships with people and don't sweat the small stuff, they're the two things that I take out of it. Yeah, and I, I think yeah, you hit the nail on the head with people not, I'm no good at learning names. It's like anything, anything you're not really good at, you need to work at. But a lot of people don't want to. And I know that a lot of people say that, but this book just really reaffirms that how important that is. And if that's a skill you need to work on, that's life-changing. If you can remember names, I used to write down their name in the notes on my phone, all right? And I'd say, uh, Tim, today's got a nice pink shirt on, James has got a blue shirt, all right? And I'd write that so then when they come back, straight away I'd know their name. And you'd find that other people wouldn't take the time to do that, all right? And that, just doing that's a habit. So that's probably a really good way to start because I think that's crucial. Um, it's crucial, can I just butt in there? It's yeah, crucial for us as well. If we have a staff function, we might meet a staff member at an interview and then we might go out to a school and see them, but then you might, you might miss them along the way and you may not see them for a month or something like that. And you're meeting a lot of people in our industry and in our positions in what we're doing. So if you can think of something exactly what you say, like the pink shirt or the blue shirt, something to remember them by, it goes a long way to remembering them. Yeah, and, you, and even making up names about their name, you know, Tim Tam, all right, or Jimmy. James, you know, so straight away I've got like an acronym that goes with the name. That's a, another good way. I don't know if you've got any other ways you do it, Tim. Yeah, if you, you might not call them by that name, but it is a really good way to remember them. 
Um, but yeah, I just reaffirm what James said, and that my shirt's actually salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Very light salmon. Now, this leads into my next question. Now, I've done a lot of research on this um, through different blogs, and obviously there is a Go Give a podcast as well, if those guys would like to listen to it. I think it's by Bob Berg, one of the authors, and I listen to this regularly. But um, do you think this book should be read in schools and taught in schools? And if so, maybe why? So a few, Tim. So I still remember my Year 12 book was Gattaca, and I still have absolutely no idea what the message was that came from that book or why I read it, and uh, etc. But I think this, school, this book should be put into the Australian curriculum. I think that this book could have a major influence on people um, in terms of bullying, in terms of the way, the way and the, that they deal with people, what they do how they influence others within their school environment. I think before VCE, this book should be should come in. I think this should be something that you read at the start of Year 7, you read at the start of Year 9, and you read at the start of Year 11, and you build a whole culture around this book. It's not just a book that's got words in it. It is a lifestyle. It's a culture. It's a whole... It's a way of being. And um, I think that it, it's vital to the curriculum, and it's something that I read it once and I never forgot it. And I'm not a big reader of books, but I read this once and I never forgot it. I've got the pod, uh, the ebook on my um, phone, and I listen to it when I'm driving up the highway. It's it should be taught in schools, not just in Victoria and Australia, but all over the world. I think it's really important. That's a good point, Dale. I'm not even going to try and compete with that. <laughs> um, we discussed it before we we started, and we both had very similar views on it. Um, I don't know exactly how you would incorporate it into the curriculum, but. As we said earlier, it only takes two hours to read. Yeah. You can learn a lot from it. Buy a dozen copies and stick it in every library in every school and you're going to have a lot of positive vibes and attitudes coming out of a lot of kids, I think. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And for me personally, as not a big reader, to have a book that you know I can read in two and a half, three hours, as a kid, that would have been ideal because I remember the books we read and they were rubbish, I thought anyway, whereas this has got great messages and if you go onto the internet, there's actually the go-giver educational stuff, so there's questions, there's lessons, there's all these things that you can go and put into practice or get the ones you want and transform into your teaching style. So um, just before we finish off, guys, so obviously great for schools, great for kids for the message, but why should anybody listening, if you could just give maybe another sentence or two, why should everybody after listening to this go and read this book? It will change your life. It is the best um, piece of material I've ever read. Perfect. Um, and that's it. And there's a little bit of mystery in my answer there, but the mystery is you, you'll find out the answer and you'll thank Dale and this podcast as a result of, of reading this book. If you want to get more out of life or in business, um, just give it a crack. Yep. You don't know until you have a read. Yep. So pick it up and have a read. Yeah, and I, I couldn't thank you both enough for introducing me to it, and I've tried to do the same now. I, if people I meet and I talk about it, I buy them a copy. I think I've done it about four or five times. You can go on eBay and you buy a copy for about $15 and get it sent to them. It's a really nice gesture. So, lads, thanks for your time today. Where, if I was in, just wanting to hear, find out more about you and stuff like that, where could we find out more about uh, Free Agency and what you're both doing? Yep, so we're located in Melbourne, um, our website's www.freeagency.com.au. We, um, we're located just in Chadson, so you, we've got an office. Come down, welcome to meet us at any time. We partner with a company um, and our friends in London, a vibe teaching agency. So if you're in, in Australia and you're looking to teach in London or anywhere in the world looking to teach in London, we can help you out with that as well. Um, 
yeah, happy to help. Perfect. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time today, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Thanks, Dale. Thank Cheers. you.